and future millionaires. You're listening to the Millionaires Unveiled podcast, the show where you'll hear the stories and interviews of everyday millionaires. We'll unveil their decisions, their strategies, and their portfolio allocation. Now to your host, Jace Mattinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Millionaires Unveiled podcast. This is episode number 314. Stace, how's it going? Going well over here. Excited for our second Thursday episode. So today is a little follow-up. We have pulled some tidbits from Franco's interview, which is episode number 313 we released on Monday. And we'll just kind of take a deep dive. These Thursday episodes are going to be a little bit of a mixed bag. And last week, we got to follow up with Chad and him selling to private equity. Today's following up a little bit on Franco's episode. Yeah. So he made a comment that we hear often and, you know, the, in fact, I should go back to the quote by, uh, so the quote by Warren Buffett, he says, keep all your eggs in one basket, but watch that basket closely. And Franco made a couple comments on, on the episode, one being, that he sticks with what he knows and what he have an impact on. In fact, he said, I get to make decisions that I want to make and can influence different decisions and make an impact on what I want to make an impact on. And that was in regards to his personal investments and investing in, in uh, manufactured housing. And so I want to take a deep dive on that because we hear that pretty frequently on the podcast. And in fact, you know, the data is, is really starting to align and show us after doing 300, some of these that a lot of times, and in most cases, investors and millionaire investors typically will choose either a market strategy or a real estate strategy. In some cases, there's a blended version where they may do the market and real estate, but, uh, and what we see that more with those that invest in the market and they'll invest in real estate as a secondary investment. We rarely see it where real estate is the primary and the market is uh, a close secondary. In fact, it typically is 25% or less and and real estate investors typically double down uh, more on real estate than market investors do, uh, statistically speaking, on our podcast. And so it begs the question, if you're going to invest in what you know, how do you get to the point to know what you know and how do you expand your knowledge of, you know, hey, I've understood the market or I've understood real estate. What do I need to do? What are the steps that I've got to take to expand that knowledge to get to, you know, another asset class or is it even worth learning another asset class or do you just completely stick to what you know? So, Stace, I'd be interested to hear as somebody who's been a novice, you know, as it relates to investing. I mean, maybe go back to even the days when you were first earning your your paycheck and you were going to put some money in some investments. Oh gosh, that was that was a mess. I I graduated college and after I put my deposit down for my first apartment out of college, I had $80 <laughs> left in my account uh, before I started my first job. After I started working, I must have been within the first month or two probably, I had heard that you should invest and I didn't really know anything else. <laughs> what to do, how do you invest, where does it go, uh, is there like someone I call and I don't remember who I talked to, but they referred me to someone who sold life insurance. And 
I think I had a couple phone calls with this guy and I don't remember who I talked to that talked to me out of it. Or maybe I just felt like it didn't make sense for me to have life insurance as a single woman with no children. <laughs> uh, but I, I passed on life insurance and I, I want to say I talked to somebody else who had some kind of investments and they just kind of patted me on the head basically and said, just wait till you're making more money. You don't need to invest now. And, and I kind of regret that. I, I, I really regret that. I think that was not wise counsel and obviously was not the right person to ask because there are things you can do with small amounts of money, even if it were just, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month, it w- would have been something. And I, and I wish I would have um, tried to have learned what I didn't know in that moment. I think I kind of did. I tried to reach out to people who I thought maybe knew what they were doing. Um, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't great advice. I probably could have tried a little bit harder, but it just seemed like, oh, wow, I guess, I guess I can't, I guess I don't have the means to do this. But yeah, I mean, I think that uh, if I could go back to myself then, I'd probably just try to learn it. On my, I mean, Google was around then. I probably could have tried to search the internet a little bit better or try to vet other people who I knew knew investing better. In fact, I can think of some off the top of my head that would have been a better uh, better selection for myself at the time. Yeah, and I want to read a couple other Warren Buffett quotes that relate to this subject. One is about diversification. He says, diversification is protection against ignorance. It makes little sense if you know what you are doing. He also said a lot of the great fortunes in the world have been made by owning a single wonderful business. If you understand a business, you don't need to own very many of them, which is interesting given that, you know, typically, I guess we see on the show, those that have a business typically have a significant portion of their net worth in their business. And I always try to, you know, get into the weeds a little bit of like, okay, how do you know if you own a business, how do you know when to effectively take chips off the table or reinvest in your business to grow it versus, you know, diversify and put into some other, you know, businesses? Because sometimes it can be, or investments, because sometimes it can be a little scary to have, you know, 90 plus percent of your net worth tied up effectively in one asset, which is the case a lot of times until they have a liquidity event. So going back also to 2008, Warren Buffett had a bet. Uh, This started in January one of 2008 ended December 31st in 2017. And the bet was that the S&P would outperform a portfolio of five hedge funds or hedge fund of funds, wherein performance was measured on a basis net of fees, costs and expenses. And Buffett ended up winning in a landslide, which was also some people could argue is a fortuitous timing starting in January of 20 or 2008. But it was no. It was noted in his in his letter to shareholders was really interesting. I think it's very valuable. It said when trillions of dollars are managed by Wall Streeters charging high fees, it will usually be the managers who reap outsized profits, not the clients. Both large and small investors should stick with low cost index funds. And he's gone on to say that basically, you know, after he passes, greatest investor in the world, uh, arguably, has said that you know the the money should be put in low cost index funds. Now, is that to say for all of our millionaires that come on the podcast, that's the only strategy? Nope, it's not. And quite frankly, we have them all over the board. But I think we've seen a pattern, as you mentioned, that as Stace mentioned, that you know, when you get bombarded with you know opportunities, there's usually an educational piece, and sometimes that educational piece does cost money. And we've seen with most of our guests and and those that have come on the podcast that if they do enter an asset class that they're not quite as 
either familiar with or comfortable with until they are comfortable, they typically will pay, you know, either somebody who has the knowledge or invest, let's say in a real estate syndication or in a private equity fund or something else, those that may have that specialized knowledge. And there's a lot that goes into doing those kinds of alternative investments. It's not as, you know, particularly easy as, you know, putting it, putting some money into, you know, $5,000, for example, into a Roth IRA that you invest in the S&P 500 or something. So interesting thing that we'll, that, that I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to and, and make note of as we have, you know, millionaires that come on and, you know, diversify into more asset classes than just one, for example. Uh, so yeah. Any last words, Stace? As, as one who's becoming an expert... I'm I'm so far from an expert. I don't have any final words, but here would be something. I th- obviously, I think a lot of our listeners are already well on their way. But if you were just starting out and you only had a couple hundred dollars a month to put towards an investment and you wanted to buy, how do you do it? Yeah, you got to go research. <laughs> this is an investment advice. But yeah, I think f- you know most of our millionaires have talked about some of the large brokerage firms that, that they use on the podcast and... You know that's typically where where they go. We've had you know a rise in some of these uh, groups, you know, namely Robinhood, that are you know kind of democratized investing, so to speak, and it provided opportunities for it to be a lot easier, and I guess in some cases a lot less scary, but maybe more risky depending on how you look at it uh, to make some of those investments. But yeah, I mean the the reality is, yeah, people can start with just a couple hundred bucks and. You know, you start with education, just like most of our millionaires have started with, and educating yourself on, you know, where to go, how to do it. And yeah, I mean, there are forums everywhere. We actually even have a Facebook group, which I don't talk about very much, but <laughs> there's just been a little more activity on some of that stuff. Uh, there's so many Facebook groups around nowadays where you can get a lot of this information too and, and you know, get get essentially, you know, advice from the people, so to speak, versus advice from an expert who's trying to sell you something. That's true. And most of our interviewees mention some of their favorite books. If they don't even talk about it on the podcast, it's always a question on our on our spreadsheet. We've got several that are mentioned over and over again. Dave Ramsey, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, some just off the top of my head. Yeah, we have a bunch of those listed on the on the website as well. But yeah, we've compiled quite the list and... and uh, there's a lot of great resources out there, way more resources than there were when I was a 12-year-old kid listening to a T. Rowe, Rowe Price commercial and wrote into T. Rowe Price, and they sent me my first prospectus. So, <laughs> hey, you know, I've been loyal to T. Rowe Price ever since that day, so they probably should sponsor this podcast. I don't know now I think about it because, uh, yeah, I've been with them for, geez, I don't know, a few decades now at this point. So, yeah, I appreciate uh, Franco coming on and discussing a little bit about, you know, investing what he knows and how that impacts our investment decisions and everybody else's investment decisions that uh, that may be out there. And I will make one note too, you know, Franco went, you know, on his journey, he gets into a little bit of the detail of going through this progression from like being a real estate agent to working uh, for the government even to better understand the niche that he was really pursuing. So, he had done several things along the way to get an education and one save and also save up some money. But it's it's really interesting that, you know, you look at him now and after all these years of the things that he's put in, 
but he really is investing in what he knows. And it's something that he started, you know, gaining knowledge at right when he was, you know, 19 years old and had been in kind of a few different sectors to get that knowledge uh, that has made him, you know, a valuable skill set to to make the investments that he does today. So, just wanted to point that out. And thanks for tuning in to the Millionaires Invest podcast. Thanks for listening to the Millionaires Unveiled podcast with Jace Mattinson. For more stories, investment opportunities, and information, check out our website, millionairesunveiled.com. See you next time when you'll hear from another everyday millionaire. 